Jam Session is a podcast where two guys who grew up in Dallas-Fort Worth discuss sports, craft beer, life, and their experiences living in one of America's most vibrant cities. If you love sports, you're going to love this show. If you love craft beer or you're curious about it, you'll love this show. Great conversations with good friends is what Jam Session is all about. Welcome. It's nice to have you here. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. You're listening to the Jam Session Podcast. I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. With Cowboys insider... What's your name? Jean-Jacques Taylor. That's my name. Radio personality and craft beer expert, Matt McLaren. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. Comes from upbringing. And now, the Jam Session Podcast. It is indeed Jam Session. Subscribe, rate, and review. Hang out with us for a while. Right here on the Jam Session Podcast. Sponsored, as always, by Hector Flores with Modern Woodmen of America, a fraternal financial organization that can help you plan for your family's future. You can give Hector a call, 940-453-3490. Also sponsored by Greening Law, personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights the legal battle so you have time for healing and renewal. But right now, that moment we've all been waiting for has arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, the radio, the TV, the podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. What up, Doc? I would be the non-sexy one, Matt McLaren, and this is Jam Session, the podcast, version 174, asking simply that you prepare to be dazzled. If not entertained. It's going to be an interesting one today because obviously as we record this on Sunday night, the Cowboys coming off a loss on Thanksgiving Day. We've got the Saints on Thursday night, but we also had a very interesting day in the NFL today, so we will go through that. Some stunning news. Stunning news in the college football world that we have to address. But before we get into anything, I hope that you have made your call. Did you wake up and you finally realized, maybe I should start planning for my financial future? And then you thought, well, how the hell do I do that? Here's how. Call Hector Flores with Modern Woodman of America. 940-453-3490. They're a fraternal financial organization. It's non-fee-based. It costs nothing to meet with Hector so that he can help get you started on a financial path that will help you down the line. No, man, I've told y'all for weeks now that the thing I love about Hector is whatever you want to do, he can show you a way to make it happen. If you want to be conservative, he can show you a way to make it happen. If you want to be aggressive, he can show you a way to make it happen. If you want something in between, he can show you a way to make that happen. Give him a call, talk to him, let him put a plan together for you, and then check this out. Follow the plan. Follow the plan. Do exactly what Hector lays out for you, but you won't know what it is unless you get with them. From planning for your future with 401ks, life insurance, stocks and bonds, he can help you understand exactly what that is all about. 940-453-3490. It's Hector Flores with Modern Woodman of America. Again, that number, give him a call. 940-453-3490. Of course, as always, Greening Law, Greening Law and Robert Greening and his green team, man, if you've been hurt in a car accident, if it happened to you this weekend, it sucks and you don't know what to do. In some cases, you go, I I didn't do anything wrong. This is not my fault. That's when you need to get in contact with Robert Greening. Call the green team. First off, because the call is free and they represent a ton of different people from people like me that have been hurt in a car accident, others that have experienced malpractice, 
others that have been hurt on the premises of a business. We're talking about all different things, but the key to remember is they are your legal competitor against the insurance companies. Dude, what the green team does, and check this out, it don't cost nothing to pick up the phone and call them and tell them your situation. What they do, though, is answer questions that you didn't know that were even supposed to be asked. They take care of all the little stuff so that, what, you can relax and get healthy. And for me, man, y'all know what I love most about the green team. They ain't getting paid unless y'all get paid. That's exactly right. That's probably the best part of it. So give them a call. You got nothing to lose. And if they take your case, they're going to work their ass off for you. 972-934-8900. 972-934-8900. You can call now. It's Robert Greening, offices, Dallas, Texas. So we look forward here with the Dallas Cowboys. And as I mentioned a moment ago, it is the Thursday night football game of the week this week. Dallas on the road against the Nolan Saints. This is going to be an interesting one because apparently they are trying to avoid a COVID outbreak. They have been hit by the COVID bug. As a matter of fact, Terrence Steele will be unavailable for the game on Thursday night. He has had COVID apparently. Uh, it sounds like Joe Philbin is still out and he has still tested positive for COVID as have a couple of other coaches. So what they are doing this week, and it, it feels like a short week, but it's not. Because you have to remember that they played Thursday. They had a full week off. It's just the schedule is going to be a little bit different than what we're used to. But they're going through those things today where they were setting it up to meet on Zoom and do some things to keep people away from the facility so they don't run into a real problem here against the Saints with COVID hitting people. Now, it feels kind of like last year where everybody's masked up, where they're doing stuff virtual, where they're trying their best to keep it from being an outbreak uh, that really, you know, you know, harms your team because so many guys are out. Right now, Terrence Steele is the only guy who matters, so to speak, who's out as a, uh, as a player. And then, obviously, you move Lyle Collins into his spot. Um, but now your depth is affected. And, yeah. you know, let's keep it real, man. Lyle Collins, he's a backup these days for a reason. He ain't been playing that great. So let's hope he can turn in a better performance. But uh, I think it's a little bit scary for the Cowboys because – they still have some margin for error, but they've used up a lot of it, and they need a dub, bro. Yeah, I mean, it, it's they they have to win this game. They flat out, absolutely, in my opinion, have got to win this game, get some momentum, and we'll talk a little bit more about this. I mean, Todd Archer is going to join us on Tuesday. We'll get into that with him, talking about the game and previewing it. But it's interesting because you look around the NFL. And as Jacques and I record this on Sunday night, we still have Cleveland and Baltimore. That game has not started yet. And then obviously we'll have the Monday night football game as well. But when you look at this overall, it is in the Monday night football game, by the way, is Seattle, Washington. So we will learn a little bit about perhaps Washington in that game. I don't know. Kansas City and Arizona had buys this week finally. So this is what we're looking at in the standings in the NFC. And this is where I think it gets really interesting is right now, because of the way that this has played out, Arizona is 9-2. and two. Green Bay won today. They're 9-3. and three. Tampa won today. They're 8-3. and three. The Dallas Cowboys are sitting there in the fourth spot, two games back of Arizona, but one game back from everybody else at 7-4. and four. The Rams lost again today, and I say again today, and based on Cowboys fans, I guess the Rams suck and are trash and will never accomplish anything because the Cowboys have only lost two in a row. The Rams have now lost three in a row. Well, I mean, I think the difference is, bro, Rams been to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So, they, uh, you know, there's a little more leeway for them sure. as opposed to the frustrated Dallas Cowboys no, fans. Know. 
So, I mean, but the the bottom line is it's hard to win in the league um, when you start getting injuries and start getting, dealing with COVID absences. It just gets that much harder. And that why that's why, to me, even more than any other championship for teams, the NFL is about who can survive attrition, man, because whatever you start with in game one is rarely what you have in game 19 or 20. Yep. And so I think what the point of it is, is that they are about to embark for the next five games until, or I guess it's the next four games until they get to Arizona. They have games that they are the better team. They're about to get some health back. Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb are going to come back. We already know Tyron Smith is back. At some point, Tank Lawrence and Randy Gregory are going to be back in the mix. We may see Demarcus Lawrence on Thursday night. I don't know what you expect from him week one, but point being, right, point being you get some of this health back from these guys that the Cowboys believed were huge contributors for what they do, which is why they make a ton of money in some cases. So this is going to be really interesting to see, but they are right in the thick of this. And it's still, it still comes down because Arizona has to still play the Rams and the Rams have fallen off. I mean, I, I have a hard time believing that the Rams just dropped off a table and that they're going to lose like five or six games in a row. They got the Jags next week. You think they end the streak there. Then they right. play the Cardinals, you know, so we're going to find out a lot about them, but the, the Cowboys have an opportunity with what's coming up on the schedule to truly make that game against the Arizona Cardinals in a few weeks really matter and mean something. Well, I think they just got to get back to playing their, their best football, man. They haven't done that. They got to get back to running the ball effectively. Nobody said they got to run it 40 times a game. You just got to run it effectively enough to have balance within your offense because there's a reason why Dak and I'll look it up, but he's got an incredible record when he throws fewer than 33 times, and it's not nearly as good when he throws more than that, which all, all that means is when he's got balance to his offense, he's a much better player than when he doesn't, and you could say that about most NFL quarterbacks. And so they got to get back to having balance, and if they do that, everything else falls in place, bro. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you, and that's I'm not ready to bail on this team. Because when this team has been fully healthy, for the most part, it's been really, really good. And whether, the, well, they have to have this or they have to have that or not any good. Yeah, you're right. Much like a lot of teams in the NFL need the players they pay the most money to to be on the field for them to be really good. Now, the other thing about this in the NFL today, I thought we saw some results that were really interesting. And a couple of them that really jump out to me. One is what we are seeing over in the AFC. And that is that the New England Patriots have caught fire. And right now, the New England Patriots are, and it depends on what happens with Baltimore, but the New England Patriots right now are second in the AFC. They're sitting there at eight and four. They have reeled off, I think it's six wins in a row now. Six. Cowboys last team to beat them. Yeah, exactly. And so that win had to have meant something. But the interesting thing about that game today was that New England manhandled Tennessee, and this is a Tennessee team that had survived for a couple of weeks without Derrick Henry, beating the Rams and the Saints. This is a Tennessee team that beat the Bills and the Chiefs earlier in the year. They've now lost consecutive games to the Texans and the Patriots, scoring 13 points in each game. This offense for Tennessee has struggled my, what they are discovering is that Ryan Tannehill is not a dude that can win unless he's got a running game with Derrick Henry. Well, dude, you know, man, the, I say this. Um, let me see how I want to say it. I don't always say this because it falls on deaf ears and coaches talk about it all the time, but I'm going to say it now. And I've said it before and at other times. 
in general, that whole next man up stuff is a bunch of bullshit. You hear me? Yes. It's a bunch of bullshit, dog. Because, yeah, next man up ain't going to be nowhere near as good as Derrick Henry. Next man up, if Micah Parsons were somehow to be out, ain't going to be nearly as good as Micah Parsons. Yes, next man up's got to be ready. Yes, okay, fine. You don't want to make no excuses. Okay, that's cool, man. Backups are backups for a reason in the National Football League in 99% of the cases. Okay, let's keep it even real. 95% of the cases, backups are backups for a reason. Maybe you have a situation like Dallas where, you know, you got three wideouts and they could start for most teams. All right, but in general, backups are backups, bro. And so you take Derrick Henry away or you take, you know, um, whoever, Demarcus Lawrence away, you take Randy Gregory away, you know, check this out, man. Doris Armstrong has actually been pretty good since he replaced Randy Gregory, but he ain't been Randy Gregory, dog. Yeah. It ain't been close, and he's been pretty good. But Randy Gregory was playing great. So, no, if you look at the list of people who are either injured or had COVID for the Titans, you can't really be surprised that they got their ass kicked today. No, not at all. They, they don't have A.J. Brown, who's their number one wide receiver. He's on IR for three weeks. And Derrick Henry is probably out for the year. And, and, and again, again, this is a really good. So then you look at it. And if, if this happened to the Cowboys, well, I mean, the Cowboys shouldn't need guys like that to have to win. Dak should just be able to do it without them. And I, I've always thought that was silly. But the Titans are a great example. When you don't have your best players at a variety of positions, it's really hard in this league to win because the talent gap between teams is not nearly as massive as people want it to be. It just nope. isn't. And it's been that way for a long time, man. People just don't want to accept it for, you know, some ridiculous reason. Yeah, it's really bizarre to me. But that's what's happening to the Titans. And until they get those guys back, they're going to have a lot of problems. They, they have a solid defense. Mac Jones picked them apart today. And all of a sudden, you look at this New England team, and I just told you, New England right now is second in the AFC overall. The New England Patriots in year two of no Tom Brady and Mac Jones just works for them and they're figuring it out and their defense is playing good football. And you look at New England, and you go, you got to be kidding me. Really? Like you're like is New England, perhaps all of a sudden the team to beat in the AFC. Oh, you know, the team, the Cowboys, when fully healthy, went into Foxborough and beat. Well, I think it's a situation where we know that they believe in the coach. You know, that the coaching staff is going to be really good for them um, and put them in the best positions to win. And then you also know, man, that Mac, what's his name? Mac Jones is um, the reason why he's a good fit, man, is he went to the team with the best offensive coordinator, the best, the best, you know, yeah. coaching staff yeah. and the best, he got all the best infrastructure. And I've told you y'all a thousand times for quarterbacks, man, it's always about the infrastructure and whether it's set up to help you succeed. Because, you know, and for New England it is. Even without the weapons, the infrastructure is there. Like the offense is set up for him to succeed. They do what he does best. Josh McDaniel is terrific at calling games and making adjustments in the game. So all that stuff helps make him successful. And then he's a good player. Um, So now, at one level y'all don't care, but another level I'm just going to tell you because I feel like it. So my dad and his wife are in town today, this weekend. They are season ticket holders for the Buffalo Bills. And they were talking today, today, about next Monday night, New England at Buffalo, mm -hmm. uh, whatever the name of the stadium is. Is it still Rich Stadium? Um, 
and they were going, and they haven't been to very many games since COVID, but they were going to that one, and they were getting hyped already because, you know, it's on and popping. That's the game. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's a huge one because the Patriots win that game. They probably win the AFC East. And that is massive. I mean, when you look at this, that's – and, you know, you kind of put this in our notes and, and you talk about – I can't remember exactly how you worded it, but it was something about all these teams that are flawed. And you look at this – oh, a lot of folks in the NFC have problems. And we kind of talked about some of those teams from the AFC, but you're exactly right because you look at this and you look around the league and you look at what, what teams are trying to overcome right now. Sometimes you can do it. Sometimes, guess what – you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. So it's okay if Aaron Jones gets injured or Randall Cobb has to miss the second half because Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. The Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay is about to clinch the NFC North, for, by the way. But the Minnesota Vikings today lost Dalvin Cook. I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't care that they have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. I imagine without Dalvin Cook, they're going to have some serious problems. That division is done. Then you look at Tampa, who's playing in a crap division with... The Falcons, the Saints, and the Panthers, who all have losing records. The Bucs are going to win that division. Philadelphia lost inexplicably today to the Giants. So Dallas now, Philadelphia still hasn't had their bye. But so Dallas basically has a two and a half game lead in the division. But Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts played like crap today. And so you look across the NFC, and the reality of it is we saw what the Rams did today. This is a Rams team, by the way, that, that was trying to figure out what Odell Beckham Jr. can do for them. They're not dealing with a lot of the injuries. that other. They're just losing. Like they, they don't have the injuries that the Cowboys have or that the Vikings just suffered or that the Bucs have dealt with in their secondary this year. And so when you look across the grand scheme of this, I really still feel like the Cowboys are in this thing. They were neck and neck with the Buccaneers. Are they as good? Obviously, none of us want to see the Packers in the playoffs. That would be horrifying just because of Aaron Rodgers. But then you have the Cardinals. To me, it's those four teams, the, the Cardinals, the Bucks, the Packers, and the Cowboys that still, even with what the Cowboys have done, but I look at it and I go, yeah, but you've, you're without four or five dudes that are huge contributors when healthy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's trying to stay the course, man, until you get those cats back. And uh, trying to win games like this week against New Orleans until you get those cats back. Mm -hmm. Because we've seen the Cowboys play good football when they got their guys. And so, those guys are coming back. Your job is to stay in a race, position yourself, um, you know, until they get back. And then you can really, you know, make a run. And, you know, I don't think they're getting home field advantage. So, it's about, you know, trying to get the second or the third seed so that you don't have to um, – no, so that you can play a lesser opponent. That's the whole goal. Yeah, that's what you're looking for, man. But I mean, let's just keep it real. You're all everything is positioned so that you can play the lesser opponent. You know, when the playoffs start, and you don't want to get the number one seed, whoever that yeah. is, Arizona, Green Bay, into the championship game, and then you know, take your chances. Because you know, not that my dad was breaking news today, but he was like, "Well, to beat the best, to be the best, you got to beat the best." At you some do? point, yeah. At some point, you got to beat the best. You know, at some point, if you want to be a champion to, as a boxer, you got to go knock the champ off. At some point, you know, you maybe need three or four fights to get ready, however. But at some point, you're going to have to be, deal with the champ. Yep. And and again, it, it just, we all pick and choose, and I get it, because many of us as Cowboys fans, it, it's so hard at times to believe in this team. I get the frustration. I get the angst of the right. years and years and years of disappointment. But right. the reality of it is the Cowboys, regardless of what we've seen the last month, this is still a good team. 
Now, if if those guys come back and they lose three out of four, then I'll be like, okay, they we got a problem. Good team. <laughs> Not their bad team. But I need to see that this team with Lamb, Cooper, and Gregory or Tank, you know, give me three out of those four guys, get them back and get them healthy, and let me see that this team looks the way that they did in three out of the last four weeks. Because I just, just don't believe that. that'll be the same thing. Well, not just that, man. You want, I mean, you want your complement of guys. You want right. a Diggy Zua playing, uh, you know, in the middle at defensive tackle. You want Tristan Hill there. You want uh, Neville Gallimore there. You want the guys who are supposed to be coming back to come back and, um, you know, do what you expect them to do and, yeah. you know, show up that run defense, uh, make the pass rush even better. And then, you know, Quiet as it's kept, man, offensive line might be a bigger issue. So you, you just need to watch your team to get as close to health as you can, man, so you can see what you really got and so that you can make a run. Exactly right. That is exactly what it is. Thursday night, Saints. And the Saints, by the way, have not been good, as many of us, we talked about this on Thanksgiving, after they got absolutely mauled by Buffalo. And this is a Saints team coming in that has now, see, and this is part of it, the Saints, the Raiders have come in, losting three in a row. Well, the Saints are coming in now. They have lost their last four games. And we're talking, this was a 5-2 and two team. They've lost to the Falcons, the Titans, the Eagles, and the Bills. Four straight. And in the last two weeks, they've gotten their ass kicked. Well, they ain't got no quarterback, man. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, Jameis Winston is a bum until you ain't got him. You know, and then you see what you got. And there's a difference between... Solid NFL starter, average NFL starter, and guys who are backups, you know, let alone third string guys. So that's where we are with the Saints. And, you know, you got to go beat them, man. They're not good this year. Go beat them. We'll see if they can, but we'll talk more about that and dive into it a little bit more on the next episode of the podcast. As we continue here, let's tell you about a couple more of our sponsors who make this whole entire thing possible. And guys, I know I say this often, but it really does mean a lot. When you support our sponsors and it helps them to keep sponsoring us, everything that you do, it just, it, it matters. And I hope that everybody knows that. And we really, truly appreciate what you do and how much that you reach out to each and every one of our sponsors. It, it really, really, really helps what we do to continue to make this possible. So when we tell you about Bruce Biltong, and many, many, many of you that have sent in pictures like, okay, you guys have been talking about this. I had to try it. One of you sent a message today. Like, not only did I get some, I got some to give as gifts with my brothers. And I love wow. it. And I'm telling you, man, like Bruce Biltong, Biltong, for those that have not heard us talk about this yet, Biltong is like beef jerky, but it isn't. It's a traditional South African air-dried meat, and it is phenomenal. Like I'd never had it before in my life until right about a month ago when, they, right. when I had talked to them and they wanted to come on the podcast. I was like, okay, I was like, let me try it. I was like, all right, sold, done. Because I, this, this is, I wish that in America we had this hanging on shelves instead of beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> but they're starting to make that, and it's just, it's so good. It's more tender. It's more savory. It is Bruce Biltong, B-R-U-S-B-I-L-T-O-N-G, Bruce Biltong. And the best part of it is, if you want to try it, you can go to the website, bruisebiltong.com, use the promo code JAM15, and you get 15% off your order. No, it's delicious, man. I'm, I'm down with the sliced Biltong. The other stuff is good, too. But my favorite is the sliced Biltong, man. It's, I don't know. It's succulent. It's tender. It's juicy. It's, it's, it's literally unlike any beef jerky I've ever had. 
And, um, you know, for me, it's all about the proteins, which is great. No carbs, no sugar, no additives. It's natural. Y'all know I, I fight that fat plug every uh, every day. And so it's great for me. Yeah, I mean, it's phenomenal. Again, you can get the little snack packs. They're two-ounce little snack packs. They're 240 calories with 30 grams of protein per. Or you can order the bigger bags, which I do, because I'll just sit there and chow on it, man. I mean, I, I really, really, truly enjoy this. I think you guys will as well. If you like beef jerky, you're going to love Biltong. It's Bruise Biltong. B-R-U-S Biltong. B-I-L-T-O-N-G. BruiseBiltong.com. Promo code JAM15 at checkout. And you get 15% off your order. Visit it today. Grab them. It, it makes a great Christmas gift. You can stocking stuffer. People are like, what's this? They're like, oh, I know you like beef jerky. You got to try this Biltong. They're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And it'll be, it'll be awesome. I, that's how I think anyway. Also, Blue Star Motor Group, we've been telling you about these guys for a long time. One of our longtime sponsors, and I know I tell you this all the time. If you're looking to purchase a car in 2022, or maybe even for the Christmas season, and, and you're looking, you've got a kid coming up that, that's turning 16, what have you, and, and you're looking for a Christmas present for them, I'm telling you, man, you have got to contact BlueStarMotorGroup.com. Blue Star Motor Group is going to work with you. They will give you a deal and work with you to give you a deal to beat anybody else that's out there. Even if you've got something, you know, talk to them and be like, hey, I've been talking to this other place and it's this and this and just let them see what they can do for you because they don't have the overhead of big time dealerships. They're local. They're family owned. It's Deb and her husband, Mike. And the cool thing about this is you can also not just call her, but if you want, you can shoot her a text 817-881-4066. No, nah, what I love about Deb and Mike, man, and I've experienced it firsthand, it's all about the win for them, man. It's the win-win, you know? They want to win, they want you to win. It ain't like that with every car dealer, trust me, and y'all know this. Some, you know, want to win, they don't care if you win. But what I love about Deb and Mike, they want everybody to win, they want everybody to feel good when the contracts are signed, and then handshake at the end of the day. And the other thing I like is, there ain't no middle woman, man. Deb is the answer, she's the end-all, be-all. Omnipotence mm-hmm. is a middle name. If you make an offer, whether you're buying a car or selling a car, she can get a deal done. She ain't got to check with nobody except herself. Maybe Mike. <laughs> I like this deal. Let's get it done. Yeah, make it happen. I'm telling you, it's a win-win for everybody. I really think that if you go through this process, you're looking to buy or sell. Maybe you've got a car and you just want to sell. They're going to take care of you. They're big-time podcast listeners. We really appreciate them. So make sure you make that call when you're looking for a vehicle to Deb. Check them out, bluestarmotorgroup.com. That is their online website, obviously, or you can shoot her a text or a call, 817-881-4066, Blue Star Motor Group. And once you get that vehicle, you got to take them somewhere, right? And so you you look around. Everybody does this. They go, hey, man, I do this now because I live in Alabama, and I'll be like, hey, where's a good place to... And you know why you ask that? You ask people that you know, hey, where do you take your cars to? Because you don't know. And so you want to make sure you're not going to get ripped off. Or you're not going to have run into somebody who you can't trust. I'm telling you straight up, Freeway Tire Shop is the answer to that question. When you want to ask your bud, hey, where should I take my car? The answer is Freeway Tire Shop. No, there's no doubt about that. I just made a, uh, what is it, man? Basically 300 one-way trip to San Antonio to watch mm-hmm. DeSoto whip up on Spring Westfield the other day, uh, 34-17, advanced to the next round. And my check engine light came on during the trip, bro. 
And so I got back, no big deal. But first thing I'm doing tomorrow morning is what? Take the thing to JR so he can diagnose the problem, see what's up, because that's what he does. And then I'll trust him to uh, tell me how to fix it and use quality parts to do that. I'll trust him to give me a fair price. And then I'll trust him to stand behind his work, Doc. That's happening tomorrow. You know how many times you just said trust when talking about a mechanic? (laughs) I counted at least four. But that's the point. I mean, honestly, because Jacques takes all his cars there literally because you trust the guy. You trust what he said for the reasons that you just gave. If you are looking for a mechanic that you can trust who will stand behind their work, JR and his crew at Freeway Tire Shop, just north of downtown Dallas, right off of 35. Make sure you mention you heard about him on the Jam Session podcast. It's Freeway Tire Shop. Schedule your appointment, request a quote online at freewaytireshop.com. Stunning news in college football. Before we get to the games, Lincoln Riley, five seasons as head coach at Oklahoma, Last night, I thought this was genius, by the way, and I always look at stuff like this. It's because of you. Coaches do this all the time, and people need to listen to the exact words coaches choose to say. Yep. And you've always pointed that out. Coaches will say, right now, blah, 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 or I'm in love with this place. I don't plan on leaving at this time. And people will say, oh, he said he's not leaving. No, he said right now, or he said at this time. Lincoln Riley last night after Oklahoma lost, I mean, come on, OU. I tried to tell you guys OU was not making the playoff, (laughs) but I digress. They lose to Oklahoma State, which I picked fairly easy. At at his uh, end-of-the-game press conference, Lincoln Riley was asked about the LSU job. Lincoln Riley said, I am not going to be the next head coach at LSU next question. So today, oh, oh, he said, no, what he, he told you flat out, I'm not going to be the next head coach. You know why? Because he knew he was going to be the next head coach at USC. You know what the question should have been after that? Are you going to be the coach of Oklahoma? See, and that's a different one. But even then he could have got around it. He'd be like, right now I'm the coach of Oklahoma, and that's, that's the plan right that's now. That's all I'm focused on. Yeah, 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 that type of crap. You know, but when you look at this, I was I was – were you stunned? I, I don't want to say I was stunned. I just hadn't heard this from anybody. And so the fact they were able to keep it this dark was really interesting to me. It makes a ton of sense because OU is about to go to the SEC and Lincoln Riley now knows he's going to have to directly recruit against some of these other teams in the conference. They struggle. Even he's, he's played SEC teams. He's gotten his ass kicked in the playoff by a couple of them. I think he looked at it and said, going to the SEC, it's going to be a lot more difficult for me, or I can go to the Pac-12. I'm, obviously, they paid him way more, and I'll be curious to see what the number is, but they had to have paid him way more than what they OU was willing to go to, to go out to LA for a historic program in a state that has gobs and gobs more talent than Oklahoma does. Now, obviously, he recruited Texas very well, but you can look around the country There are kids, and you know this, there are kids at Ohio State right now. There's a ton of kids at Texas right now. There's kids at OU. There's kids at Bama. There's kids all over the Southeast that are from the state of California. Those kids are not leaving California when Lincoln Riley shows up at USC. I mean, I think four of his his top recruits in Oklahoma's class this year are from California, including a couple five-star players. Yep. Um, I think based on what I've read, that he was pretty, he was pretty uh, vocal about not wanting to go to the SEC. Yeah, 
um, you know, when all the talk was taking place. And so, you know, man, I think in in the world of college football, I just think it's it's um, like I don't think coaches are scared. I think coaches just make decisions like, you know, okay, fine. Nick Saban's going to be there for another two or three years. And once he or another five or ten years and once he leaves, okay, it's wide open. But until then, you know, it's just going to be hard to beat Alabama. Um, you know, you may rise up every four or five years and beat them with a team or have a team capable of beating them, but they're a machine. And so do I really want to bang my head against a brick wall yeah. when when I can go to a perfectly respectable school, one of the blue bloods of college football, build them like they were built when Pete Carroll had them winning national championships, and then Lincoln can say, Okay, I'll take my SEC team. I mean, I'll take my USC team once I have it built the way I want it. And then I'll go I'll go play anybody then because I can recruit in California. I mean, they are the place to be in California. And so you're going to get the best athletes. All yep. USC has ever needed is somebody to make it fashionable to go back to USC. Lincoln Riley can do that. And then guess what else he's going to do, dog? Guess what else he's going to do? Mm. He's gonna take all the cats at Oklahoma who could who could play and take them with him. Oh right? yeah. The quarter yeah. the quarterback going with him. You know, I don't know this. I'm just saying. He's gonna look at this too deep and go, I got uh this too deep I got right here. I got ten guys that can go help us win a national championship at some point, you know. Yep. And I got another five that I think will help me spread the Lincoln Riley message. So Transfer for Porter. Y'all fill it up. We're going to take you 15 with us to SC. You got instant eligibility with the transfer rule. Let's go. I'm looking at it right now for the class of 2022. Of the top 15 recruits in the state of California, zero of them are going to USC as of right now. Now, this is still the class. They have not signed yet, obviously, because signing day is coming up with the, the first one in December and then in February. But, yeah, when you look at that, so Damani Jackson, who is one of the top recruits in the country and is the number one recruit coming out of the state of California, he's leaning Alabama, but he also is leaning USC. Those are his like final couple of choices. I would imagine, now he's not an offensive guy, he's a defensive guy, so that'll be interesting because obviously with Saban and, and his defensive prowess. But you look at this, you get Oregon, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, Michigan, Oregon, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Arizona, UCLA, Notre Dame, Stanford, Texas, Michigan has a couple guys. You have to go down to number 20. The 20th best recruit in the rankings in the state of California is going to USC in the 2022 class. That's insane, man. That's insane. And that's uh, that'll change when Lincoln gets there. Immediately. I mean, it may take him a year. It may take him two. How about this? But it'll change, and it'll make it fashionable to be an SC Trojan again. The number one recruit, so everybody knows Arch Manning. Everybody knows Arch Manning's like the gold mine of, of high school quarterback recruits for the 2023 class. He right. hasn't decided where he wants to go. The number two recruit, the number two quarterback, the number two recruit in the country for the 2023 class is a kid named Malachi Nelson. He's a quarterback. He's committed to OU. He's from the state of California. I would imagine that dude goes, nope. I am not going to OU. I am following Lincoln Riley to USC. Absolutely. I mean, he Absolutely. is going to be able to switch some guys and pull in some guys. I don't know if I put this on Twitter or not, but I my thought immediately was, I bet Pac twelve. I, I bet USC wins the Pac twelve South next year. 
he could have the same type of impact. Follow me now, and I don't think I'm stretching this. He could have the same kind of impact at SC that what Matt Urban Meyer had when he went to Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio exactly. State was six and six with yeah. Luke Fickle, who's not Cincinnati. Urban Meyer showed up, changed the culture, brought in his recruits. Couldn't they weren't eligible for a bowl, and they went twelve and zero that year. Um, and that started what you see now is the Ohio State powerhouse because they they were still good, but yeah. they had dipped a little bit under Trussell the last couple of years with some controversy. And so I could see I could see Lincoln having the same impact at SC. Well, whatever they were this year, they could be you know ten and two, eleven and one next year, and set things up to make a nice run. Yeah, they're four and seven this year and then they got to play because they had a game that was postponed that they make up next week because they're not obviously playing in a ball game or anything to try and get to either five and seven or four and eight but man I mean honestly I mean look at this the Pac-12 is, is right now and, and for the last few years has been about Oregon if you're USC and you're Lincoln I mean he, he had to look at that and go wait hold on a second so all I got to do is basically beat Utah I guess Arizona State with Herm Edwards and maybe UCLA nah. and Chip Kelly I win my division, and then it comes down to beating Oregon? Or, or Is this a joke? Like, he should be able to very quickly pump the kind of talent into that school to where they are a college football. It, it'll be like the Oklahoma, to me, where they, they are, you know, if he's there five years, they win the Pac-12 probably all five seasons. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, his, his thing will be, like, I don't, you know, SC, the goal is not to win the Pac-12. Right. So, at SC, the goal is to win national championships. Right. So, but that puts you in the conversation. Right. That puts you there. You, now you can get into the playoff on a regular basis uh, with a good seed as it expands. And then it's about what he hasn't been able to do, I think, good enough at Oklahoma is go get yourself a defensive coordinator who can match yeah. your offense. Yep. You know, and you also got to recruit that side of the ball, dude. I mean, I know you got 20 – 25 scholarships and 18 of them go to offense. Well, you got to put, you know, you got to put a lot more on defense. So the other thing, when we look at the world of college football, a couple of the other, obviously the playoff elimination games, Oklahoma State, it'll be Oklahoma State and Baylor in the Big 12 title game. If Oklahoma State wins that game, I believe they will be in the playoff. They should be. Michigan, sorry, man, eight in a row. You knew it was going to happen at one point. If I had known it was going to snow the way that it snowed, I would have thought Michigan would win the game because they can run the ball. And that was one of the things that was the Achilles heel kind of Ohio State all year long. When they played teams that could really, really actually truly run the ball, they struggled against that. And Michigan, Ohio State just could not stop them on the ground. Well, I was, um, luckily, I was traveling. And so I didn't watch any of the game. Um, and here's the deal. I was looking at the box score every now and then while I was driving because um, I didn't want to listen to it on the radio because I had planned to maybe look at it later. Maybe. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, but I was looking at the box score at halftime. I go, it's 14-13. Okay, we haven't scored a lot of points. Let me see. And all I had to look at and see, I think at halftime they had one running back with 80 yards and yeah. another one with 70. And I go, this is a problem. Oh, yeah. They, they couldn't stop him on the ground at all. Uh, at all. And then – at the end of the game, because it, be, it, it became a game of the offensive line, defensive line on both sides. At the end of the game, dog, I found this to be the most amazing stat. And, again, I literally just looked at the box score. And it was Ohio State had zero sacks and zero tackles for loss 
on a day where Michigan ran the ball at least 50 times. Mm-hmm. Michigan had four sacks and eight tackles for loss. Okay, I can just look at that box score and tell you that we got our ass kicked up front. And then when you get your ass kicked up front, no matter what level you're playing, it's just hard to win, bro. They did indeed. And so now Ohio State is eliminated from the playoff. Michigan will move on. And we'll see what they can do. It'll be Michigan and Iowa in the Big Ten title game. We've seen wonky things happen in the Big Ten title game before. But I, I, I still think Michigan will get over the hump and and knock off Iowa. And I, I think if that happens, they'll be in the playoff. And I like that because there's a really, really good chance that we could wind up with Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma State, and even Cincinnati in the 14 playoff. And anytime you can get teams we've never seen before, if you I'm, don't have a dog in the fight, I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I'm down with that. I don't mind. Like, I, I still don't think Michigan is all that good. They haven't convinced me yet. Uh, but they, they still got three more games to convince me. And I don't, I don't mind. You know, if they're good, they're good. I just don't think that they're uh, – I don't think that they were all that. And before y'all started hitting me up on Twitter and all that, I didn't think the Buckeyes were all that this year because their defense has been shady from, yeah. from week one. I mean, it's just it was just shady. And I know from having watched championship caliber teams, dude, your defense ain't got – it doesn't have to be Georgia, but it can't be shady. <laughs> it's, it's literally been shady all year. The way they won was they got up like – Michigan State could have could have played with them, yeah. but they got up so fast that they took Kenneth Walker out of the game. Yep. And so, you know, if they had gotten up so fast that they took Michigan out of the game, then, yeah, Michigan can't do what it wants and, and they can win it. But if you stay in the game with them, then, you know, you can exploit their defense, and that's not the way to win a national championship. Yeah, I still you – know, Alabama survived Auburn in the Iron Bowl in an epic – four overtime uh, how in the world alabama came back and won that game i don't know but they, they did they alabama and other teams don't know how to win <laughs> you're right and, and, it, and i'm it, serious because alabama they're they're just good this year they aren't special no they're not they're not at all and and it's funny because i was watching that game i was like this team because they have so much talent that has to come back next year that they'll that they may be a force next year, but I I have not seen anything, and I watch a ridiculous amount of college football. I haven't seen a single team anywhere near what Georgia's doing. And people, well, they haven't really played anybody. Okay, fine. So annihilate everybody in your path, and that's exactly what yeah. they've done. I mean, they have oh, destroyed yeah. everybody. I mean, they shut oh, out yeah. Georgia, Georgia Tech. Not any good. They're not playing anybody. Then shut them out and whip their ass. That's exactly what they did. Well, they've been doing that to everybody. So, exactly. You know, um, I know good football when I see it. I mean, anybody who watches football knows, you know, extraordinary football when yeah. they see it. And so, you know, Georgia's clearly the – check this out, dog. I ain't breaking no news here. Georgia is clearly the best team in the country. But, but, but you got to finish it off. Yeah, exactly. Right. Win the SEC right. championship game and win two playoff games. And frankly, frankly – if we could be super-duper honest, if you can't win it this year, dog, you ain't going to never win it because you're not facing the caliber of teams mm. that most of the other playoff champions have faced. Yeah, they're so loaded defensively where like, it just timed out with, with the amount of talent they have yeah. that, that they're not going to have next year. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, I have a hard time believing they don't win the national title. I mean, obviously, like, anybody can beat them. These, these teams at the top, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, but if you look at, like, last year, or the year before, you know, 
Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. Yeah. You would say, oh, my God, those are three versions of Georgia this year. And this year, you got Georgia and some good teams. Mm-hmm. And so if they, if, if they can't win it this year, who knows when they'll ever win it because this is the year to win it. And ain't nobody's – Ain't nobody talking bad about them if they win it this year, but this is the year to go win it since you got the best team. Yeah, it, this this has got to be their year, man. I you know, just, I mean, that's what I mean. It ain't like you facing some other, you know, superpower just like No, you. not at all. Not at all. This is going to be interesting because even if Alabama loses to Georgia, I'll be very curious to see. I can't put them in, man. Well, see, just, but it depends. Because I mean, of some, I know they got their all formulas and shit. But if Iowa beats Michigan, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right, that opens the door. Now, if, if Michigan, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State win their conferences, yeah. I, I I think they'll get in, and Bam will be on the outside looking in with their two losses. All right. But if somehow along the like, if Baylor beats Oklahoma State or Michigan loses, I think that opens the door for a two-loss team like. And let's not forget about Notre Dame, because if a couple of those things happen, Michigan loses and Oklahoma State loses, I wouldn't be Notre Dame's in. Notre Dame will get in because they only have one loss, and then Alabama would be probably the highest-ranked two-loss team, and they'd get in. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how some of these conference title games play out for positioning and what that does, because you 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 could see a scenario where Alabama loses to Georgia in the SEC title game, depending on what else happens that they sneak in as the four seed and have to play yeah. Georgia again in a month. Well, I think it depends on um, – I mean, we all ex- anticipate – I shouldn't say this. A lot of folks anticipate, okay, if Alabama loses, they can still get in if if it's a close loss, if it's, you know, 21-17 mm-hmm. loss. You know, but if they get drilled 31-10, no, nah, they, they shouldn't get in in that scenario. If they if they get blown out, they should just be like, ah, well, we had our shot, we lost. We no, I agree, I agree. But I think it's going to be really interesting, and we'll find out, but we're a week away. You know, Georgia is in. Regardless of what happens in the SEC title game, Georgia's in the playoff. And I do think Michigan will get there. It, it, it's going to be fascinating, man. It, it'll be really interesting to see where those – how the committee wants to look at it. Cincinnati – and that's where this could get really interesting because you may see Cincinnati, Michigan. You may see Cincinnati, Georgia in the first round. And that would be awesome because then everybody will get to see what they want. And and Georgia will beat Cincinnati 58 to nothing. All right. Well, didn't do that. <laughs> I, I know. I know. <laughs> but that's. didn't go do that. I'm exaggerating. I don't think it would be 58 to nothing. But Georgia is the best team in the country. And I expect them to continue to have success. And I, I, I kind of like LSU two years ago and kind of like Bama last year. Those teams are so much better than everybody else, and, and Georgia has been that way all year that I, I expect them to be an undefeated national champion. So we'll see. All right. all right, we move on because you had an experience that I thought was really interesting. But before we get to that, have you noticed that you're having some cracks in your foundation? Maybe you've noticed some sloped floors. You're like, well, what the hell do I do? You need to call HFX Foundation Solutions. You need to call them now. Because Aaron, who is local, it's a local family-owned business, he's going to come out. He's not some sales dude working on commission. He'll come out. It's a family-owned business that cares. And it's a free, no-obligation inspection. So you can find out, is something wrong with my home? And if there is, he may, you know what? Look, there's a problem, but we caught it early. Or he may tell you, hey, it's a good thing you came out. I see what you're talking about, but you actually are fine. I think there's a reason why we call it a colonoscopy for your house, bro. I mean, it really is. 
And here's the deal. You take a colonoscopy to get a clean bill of health. That's what you're doing with your house. You're giving your house a clean bill of health. Make sure everything's cool. Make sure everything's working right. Make sure everything's straight with the foundation, which is the foundation of your house. Mm. And then if it is, it's all good, baby. And if it's not, whoop, we got a problem. Chances are, chances are, chances are you caught the problem early in the process. It'll cost you a lot less than if you caught it in stage four. So that's why you have HFX come check your house out for peace of mind, bro. Give them a call. 817-770-0174. Online hfxfoundation.com. Again, that number, 817-770-0174. Have you swung by Smokey John's yet? Did you get the jam session bowl? Because if you haven't and you've been wondering about it, now is the time, man. I'm talking the Jam Session Bowl, your choice, made from scratch mashed potatoes or mac and cheese. Top it with the meats of your choice. They've got a variety of toppings, including real bacon bits, and then you sprinkle some of their Smokey John's barbecue sauce over the, the top, and, and you're done. You, that, you Welcome to heaven. <laughs> hey, I took my dad my stepmother there on a Friday, man. Got him a Jam Session Bowl. They, they did theirs with mashed potatoes as opposed to mac and cheese. They did it with uh, sausage and uh, brisket, man, and uh, it was delicious. They polished it off. Now, they couldn't eat it all at one sitting. The two of them shared it, couldn't eat it all at one sitting. My dad went and devoured the end of it, man, said it was fantastic. Couldn't wait to come back to Dallas and get another one. Amazing. It's delish. Do it. Make it. Get it. It'll be amazing. Smokey John's Barbecue, it's in Dallas, just off of Mockingbird. And I will tell you this, don't forget, just in time for the holiday season, everybody's looking for your stocking stuffer or your gift that you can get someone. How about that Smokey John's Barbecue Sauce or Rub? It's a great gift option for Christmas, especially if you have relatives that don't live in the area or you've got, even got like somebody in Texas who's really big into smoking and cooking. You're like, hey, you need to try this the next time you do it. Go to SmokeyJohns.com, click on Smokey's Market, and you can order their barbecue sauce or their rub, and they will deliver it anywhere in the country. So make that happen, SmokeyJohns.com. But you had an opportunity. You sent me this clip of a song. It's like, what is this? And I listened. I was like, hold hold on a second. They just referenced (laughs) JJT in this rap song. I was like, well, what is this? And then you tell me it was you. Yeah, man. Well, here's what happened, bro. I decided, I think I've told you this, that the first part of my life really has been about stuff. Like, I made, I was fortunate enough to make a decent amount of money. And so I bought stuff. You know, I got, what, 100 pair of tennis shoes, yeah. 25 pair of Air Max 95s, because that's my favorite Nike. You know, I got TVs in every room. I got cars. I bought stuff. And that was okay. I could afford it all. And But I bought stuff. I got to tell you, Matt, I'm at the point in my life where stuff doesn't, it's kind of funny to me because stuff doesn't really excite me. Like, I haven't bought anything per se, I don't know, probably in like a year and a half, bro. Stuff just doesn't do it for me. I'm all about experiences now. So my brother, my brother's much younger than me. He's, he's uh, let me see, I think my brother's 32. So he's he's a lot younger than me. But we're we're the best of friends. And so he's a rapper. Yes, he's still trying to make it in the rap business. Mm-hmm. And he lives in Phoenix, and he's had some success in Phoenix. He was actually having a – it's a tragic story. He was having a lot of success in uh, Chicago, him and his boy, and they had a group together. And, dude, tragic story. 
they were about I can't remember who it was, but they were about to open for like some rapper who you've heard of in Chicago. It was coming up in a couple of months. The contracts had been signed. They were going to do the show. And that was their big break. It was in 2016. And my brother was like the second guy and the front front guy was a guy named John Doe. That was his stage name. And that dude got shot in a drive by man in Chicago because somebody he went to 7-Eleven to do something, had some words with somebody in the 7-Eleven. They followed him once he got in his car and shot him on the highway. Wow. Yeah. I tell you, it's a tragic story. So my brothers, you know, that obviously waylaid their thing. So he moved to Phoenix and uh, he's he's just not getting back on track in Phoenix. So he's having some success in Phoenix. So he was here for Thanksgiving. I was like, dude, we have got to go to the studio and cut some music. I want to make some music. And he looks at me. He starts laughing. He goes, you want to make some music? I go, yeah, I'm feeling angry. Hmm. Let's go do some rap. I was just wanted to have some fun, man. And so I got another cousin in Dallas who's a rapper, too. So I called him up. I said, yo, where, where, how do I do studio time? And he sent me three places. And this was funny, Matt. I said, he said, just call them, tell them you're my cousin, and they'll set it up for you. And I said, do I use your name or like your, because his name is Ernest. I said, do I say Ernest? He goes, dude, if you say Ernest, they'll be like, who? We don't know nobody like that. I ain't never heard of that. <laughs> I said, I said, oh, I got to use your stage name. He's like, yeah, Jace. I said, all right, dog. So I used it, got it set up. And we went up there, man. And I had a blast with my cousins, bro, making music. And it's just like the studio, Matt. They, you, There's a producer there who does, the, and my brother, because he's in the business, he has some beats. There's a producer there, man. And then they say, you ready to spit your lines? I go, really? It's my time? And they put you in this thing like a closet, man. It's just me. A microphone and some headphones. And the music comes on, man. And I did my thing. Nice. You rocked it. It was was incredible. Yeah, I I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know. I I was going to see. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick off my phone because I I was like, what is this? This is nuts. Let's see. (laughs) Like the dick gon' make you reminisce And you don't know me so you wanna be my partner I think she crazy and I'd rather be your doctor Cause I'm the type of nigga rearrange your chakras I heard that proof she singing to me like an opera La da 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 Yeah yeah Na 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 uh I heard that proof she screaming to me like an opera from the big D, Oak Cliff is my home. That's where I was grown, but you know what I'm talking about. Cause it's truth, the red pill, not the blue We spit that game and we all know I'm worried about me, I don't care about the locker room Cause I'm better at my job, cause I'm a Hall of Famer Don't care about haters on my dick Okay Matt (laughs) (laughs) Okay Matt I, I didn't know the lyrics. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we went we went like two seconds too long. That's all right. 
But I like it because it's like I'm JJT from the Oak Cliff, and then you have it. I, I like that where I took the red pill, not the blue. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Now, now well, here's the funny part about that. I was all freestyling <laughs> that, bro. I didn't write any lyrics. Down. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, that was all freestyling. Now I have a. Um, I'm gonna see if I have one special treat for y'all, which is just I decided to make a a love ballad as well. But I'm only going to give you like the first stanza because I want you to go and and download it off of iTunes and make some money for me. Okay, not really. But All here right. here's but just kinda. the first part of it, Matt. Tell me what you think. All right. That's you. Yeah, Doc. That's your boy. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so we finished doing, man. And my brother says, what, man. he says, you are crazy. He goes, now you know what producers do. They can make anybody sound halfway good. Yeah, that's what it's all about. <laughs> I mean, it is. like that's we've, we've heard so many people over the years that have been so overproduced, but you have to. And they make yep. millions and millions of dollars and tour all over the place. Yeah, bro. So that was uh, that was me and my brother and my cousin uh, Jace having a good time at the st- one of the studios in downtown yeah. Dallas. And uh, it was just fun, man. I'm all about fun these days. I like having fun. You're only here for a little bit. So, you know, rock it out. Yeah, man. You got to live it while you can. Yes, sir. You get one shot, <laughs> as Eminem would tell you. Hell yeah. So you got to make it happen. So we will be back. I know this is kind of a shorter one tonight, but a lot going on and being the holiday weekend and everything. And we've got a short week with the Cowboys coming up. We will have a, a podcast on Tuesday that will drop on Wednesday. And we will have that for you looking ahead to the Cowboys and the Saints. As you know, and We said it already earlier this podcast it's a huge game like to me you got to win like you have to get to eight and four you can't get to seven and five and lose three in a row and lose on the road to another crappy team nah this is uh i don't believe in must wins but this is as close to it as you can get yeah you you got to win this one so we appreciate everybody make sure that you continue to spread the love Keep sending in the pics of the Biltong and the jam session and the pics in front of the cars you get from Blue Star Motor Group. And, you know, for those of you with our newest sponsor, Clint, Kinley Rose, if, if, if you've been to KinleyRose.com at Shop Kinley Rose on Instagram and, and you've purchased something and you look good in it, man, your lady, you know, let us know. We like seeing that type of stuff. It's really cool when you guys do that. So enjoy your week and we will talk to you again here in a couple of days. Thanks for listening to the Jam Session Podcast. Make sure to find us on Instagram at Jam Session Cast. Of course, you can also find us on Twitter at McMatt Radio and at JJT underscore journalist. Our podcast is sponsored by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights the legal battle so you'll have time for healing and renewal. Give them a call at 972-934-8900. Greening Law, Office, Dallas, Texas. Also brought to you by Hector Flores with Modern Woodman of America. Let him help you secure your family's future. You can give him a call at 940-453-3490. As always, thanks to Purple Elephant Music for the music you hear at the end and the beginning of each episode. He, of course, is the radio, TV, and now podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. And me, I'm just a guy. 
Matt McLaren. We'll catch you next time right here on the Jam Session Podcast, available everywhere you listen to podcasts.